0: And so it begins. No one knows its secrets. It's like nothing you've ever gone after before. You make me want to be a better man.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watching the Right Movies of the Rinkowski Brothers. This is the podcast for people that enjoy mainstream movies but are looking to branch out their tastes and don't really know where to start. I'm Ben. That's my brother, Nick.
0: Hey, Benny. How's it going?
1: Uh, it's good on this, as we record this on this Ash Wednesday. It's Ash Wednesday. Uh, and Norm and I have a, a movie segue, but now I'm not going to, although we'll see if we can pull it back into our movie of the day. What? Uh, are you giving are you up? giving? Go, hold are no, you, are you No, no, you I'm tell your giving
0: you... up joke and I'll tell. My, I'll ask my giving up joke. Joke? Okay. I'm what...
1: asking you what you're giving up.
0: Oh. Well, my joke was going to be, are you giving up bad movie <laughs> takes? Because
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> I would appreciate that. Well, you can
1: find out after we record this if you th- cuz i think you're going to say i didn't give them
0: up right uh, oh man, really that's such a bummer anyway uh are you ser- i do you really want to know it's lame it's I like do. it's i'm pretty i'm i am i am i i am getting healthy i'm i've given up okay uh pop i've given up uh french fries i've given up uh candy what as in
1: your as in you're doing all that this
0: the whole time, no, right now. And, I mean, I'm, oh, hey, man. today I'm on Ash Wednesday. Sure, and to talk to me. Well, no. <laughs> talk to me <laughs> like on Palm Sunday. But this is All the right. goal. I'm giving up candy, okay. and I'm I'm giving up alcohol. Though I don't think that part. I mean, I want to make it that's not gonna be, I can quit anytime I want I don't, yeah I, uh, <laughs> I
1: don't know you got two, you've got two small children that's f- really not that hard right right, the, right exactly the first three yeah, the first that.
0: three are going to be difficult and I was tested today because I brought the kids home McDonald's and not really? only and it was just right there and I couldn't have any of it and it was there in the bag and I wanted to eat I, it in the bag yeah. and I did <laughs> so again good. day one but that's that's the that's the ambition
1: I've done the candy before. I've done candy I don't many know, times. I usually I usually it's do hard. pop and candy. That, that's sweets is by far the yeah. hardest one for me to do. I
0: usually <laughs> do pops, pop and candy, or something like that, and then something else. The French yeah. fries I think are gonna be really difficult just because of the ubiquity, and I really really like them. But I gotta yeah. move the needle. I gotta.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of the.
0: I think that this is like Catholic New Year. I don't really make resol, uh, no. resolutions, that's but I'm what... like Lent's coming up, so I'll just get in shake then.
1: Yeah. I, that is literally what I did this year. And, like, and, oh, I was like, I could start this, but I'm going to start in Ashwood. Safe. And it
0: makes more sense because beach season isn't in, <laughs> you know, when you feel like quitting your resolution, you might have do it 40 days, 50 days, but then it's like February. So, it, you know, what's the point there? I'm going to be, I'm going to be peak physical condition right at the right <laughs> time.
1: <laughs> just, just as the the early popes figured it out exactly precisely <laughs> that's, that, that's, <laughs> that's how, right how the, the date of Easter was all fixed it's right there in the my the catechism it's just so you're ready for the beach
0: thou <laughs> shalt not get embarrassed in front of the ladies Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, anyway so yes that's what I'm giving up talk to me uh, in yes. a couple episodes from now see how I'm doing yep. but.
1: yeah by the time this airs you may have already it's, already caved
0: we'll just ask for forgiveness that's the whole
1: idea uh, I'm giving up idle time on the internet. Oh, that's, like impossible that's, so tra- that's impossible to track. That's impossible to
0: track. And
1: you can justify that to yourself. That's the problem with yeah. it. That's why it's so difficult is you can literally be like, well, I had to look up stuff about the movie we're watching, which right. I did. And then I went down to work at computer- so people today. To I've literally it broken it today. I didn't even ma- I didn't make it through today because I was like, oh, shoot, I did it again. Uh, and I mainly do it at work, which is why I need to stop doing yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I couldn't. I know but my, but my limitations the no- there. Yeah, and good then also for not bit. be on my phone at home, which I'm is actually easier than the not at work.
0: I be. had been considering some sort of social media or you know some yeah. sort of technology thing. The phone at home's good too, but um, you know I, that's always good. Those are you're getting yeah. you're getting your sort of your attention span in shape. I'm getting my, I'm uh, you know I'm you know well, we ought to talk about me. So yeah, together we'd be a, yeah. be a perfect person.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I guess you're right. Now that I think about it, I could have made this a better uh, movie segue to say, yeah, what would you say that Hollywood needs to give up? Oh, man. Sequels. In in their movies. Sequels. (laughs) Sequels. Uh,
0: Well, comic books generally. And that's not necessarily true. Just they need to give up. And I guess, can you give up a a creative bankruptcy? If they could, I would appreciate that. Give up non risk taking, I guess. I don't yeah. <laughs> know. I was talking about this the other day. It is in a band. i have seen The Kingsman. King's Man. This is the third yeah. of those miserable yes. movies. And it may be the most miserable of all of them, believe it or not, Ben.
1: It looks pretty miserable. I mean, you and I talked about the first one that we just found it so ridiculous that no one seemed to have a problem with the fact that well, the they first just murdered one, all the world leaders first, at the end of it. The first one can kind of forgive...
0: <laughs> I there, If you slow down and think about the first one for any amount of time, it becomes a... Which, but you can argue that the style of it is it doesn't want you to do that in such cartoon yeah. violence Then what it cares. Yes. Uh, I didn't like it. I found it to be a totally depressing experience. But the, it was stylistically consistent. I don't remember anything about the second one except that it was sort of more of the same at the first. This third one is a weird tone between kind of cartoony but then also sort of serious and then it takes... Okay. It's such a... It was just really bad. And the, the lead... Not Ray Fiennes but Ray Fiennes' son makes Bucky Barnes from the MCU look like Mr. Charisma. Uh, So it was just, it wasn't good. So I was just in a uh, sort of a sulky mood about the the state of um, uh, Hollywood and a friend of ours and a friend of the show, uh, Will Tarbox, was texting me about something else because he was on a high because he'd seen a couple of good ones. Uh, Yeah. And he said something about You know, that that there was, uh, he was really excited about the Batman. He was like, I don't think it looks great, but it looks interesting. And I was, I just like, I I feel like not great, but interesting is the ceiling for, uh, uh, you know, big tent Hollywood studio releases these days, which is not particularly fair. I just watched tonight, right before we got on here, Free Guy on my Oscar tour. And it is yeah. actually I hate to say this. It's proof positive. It's not great, but interesting. It's a fairly decent yeah. concept. It's bad execution. and yeah. uh, you know a couple other problems with it too. But uh, and yet it did very little business, or you know it wasn't particularly. I shouldn't say very little business. Uh, I'm sure every Best Picture nominee would have loved to have its box office But uh, oh, I, mean, I
1: think people made it. I think people made a big deal that it was actually one of the. You know, anything pales compared to the Spider-Man. But I feel like Free Guys was like. Was for a pandemic movie, right? Because it, it was right
0: down at the cusp too. Right on a curve, it, yeah. it
1: actually did very well. Well, then good is what. Uh,
0: wait, so. but I, I'm also just sort of bummed out. It's not a good. It's not. Yeah. It's not a good movie compared to The Kingsman. It is great, yeah. but uh, like yeah. I said, an interesting concept, just very bad execution, or or last lackluster execution, and a great cast. And I feel like a lot of this is another thing we and Will were talking about. You know, like A lot of these movies feel like the job is done at casting. Ooh, we've got a great cast. Which The Kingsman about,
1: you've, has. I think you've gone off on that, off on that before. Well, especially with
0: the Yeah, I'm sure I have. But, uh, if they're not doing not for, anything, the, I'm just saying it's so yeah. easy relatively... I don't know why this is. I guess, A, because the stars aren't uh, dedicated to one studio. And B, maybe, but I don't know why. But it seems like you can get Everyone seems to be available for a two-minute cameo or a five-minute, you know, part of the movie. <laughs> uh, and so, great casts don't impress me that much if if they aren't in a good script or, or a good movie. And you know, that's I like Robert Pattinson. I like Zoe Kravitz. So I just watched the trailer for the for the Batman, which will probably have, which definitely will have come out by the time this yeah uh, airs. So I'm yeah. reserving judgment. It just uh, yeah. the steel <laughs> the steel Will's phrase. It it. Um, it puts the goth back in Gothic City. I can tell you that I mean it looks awfully emo, and I'm not sure that that's <laughs> yeah. the way I want the uh the character to go, but anyway, I just it was like I said it was a low ebb. Uh, yeah. but i and if, we've All talked right. about this before too. I know you want to make your transition as many good movies come out now as always it's just it's, we yeah. talked about this literally last time or a couple times ago uh it the the tent the you know the things that get a lot of eyeballs just are more of the same and are, are too safe and than average, passive movies. All right. Well,
1: since you're down on the state of Hollywood, to bring you up... Yeah. And if, by the way, if anyone hasn't seen the title of this episode and can guess, possibly guess what movie we're going to be watching... <laughs> right.
0: It's not based on what uh, we've been talking about.
1: Yes, good for you. Uh, but to cheer you up, we are talking about a movie uh, that is... Quote, still a delight and proven itself to be a rock and roll movie classic. Uh for this one quote I had, and I, what's Roger Ebert's quote? Is one of the great life affirming landmarks of the, the movie.
0: He's 100% right, too. Uh, so what are we talking about? We are talking about. It's been a hard day's night. <laughs> a hard day's night from 1964, directed by Dick Le- Lester, starring four lads from Liverpool. The Ruttles. Sorry, The Beatles. And, uh, it, yeah, this is one of my all-time favorite movies. This is one of the great movies of all time. This is one of the life-affirming movies ever. Uh, and now, forget, to get rid of the word rock and roll. It's just a classic, period, full stop. Great, great, great movie. Great comedy. Uh, one of the all-time, and original. Uh, it's The Hard Day's Night. That's what it is. I mean, the...
1: Again, a guy from the Village Voice calls it the citizen Kane of jukebox music. Uh, the Andrew Village Serres. Voice Andrew put Sons. it put it second in its best films. I mean, uh, ever. Which I find all that Of all of them. Yeah, which I find
0: ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> maybe second is a little high by 15, 16 spots. Maybe that was, spots.
1: and that that might have been second of the year of uh, '64. Story, even that. Yeah.
0: Although mm-hmm. my fair lady would have been one best picture. I would have to look at the releases of '64, yeah. but. I love my Lady, but I don't love it as much as I love this. I don't love anything as much as I love this. This is such a great movie. <laughs> this is such a... Just a breath of fresh air. Uh, and that we'll, we'll talk about that feeling, because that's what this feeling movie of the movie gets. I think liberation, freedom, is sort of the the the, uh, the theme of the movie. Uh, and it's great. Had you seen it before? Is this your first time seeing it? No, I'd never seen it. You
1: had... You had... I feel, I feel like I I didn't even know that you would liked it so much. Again, I knew, <laughs> I knew that the Beatles were in a few movies.
0: Four or I five The first movies. one was yeah. *A Hard Day's Night*. Yeah.
1: And I just thought they were all just like, oh, they're just silly. Let's sell the Beatles to the United States. Which, make no mistake, that was what they made this movie for.
0: Well, if you say yeah. that, but it's awfully British. I mean, the whole thing takes place over there. Yes. It, they they're yeah. using Scouse, you know, uh, phrases, and there are some things oh, that. Yeah.
1: In, their, in the book, read right. the book. Right, book. But I, they uh, even
0: make fun of, I mean, Ringo makes fun yes. of, they make a... a... But, but they, di- they
1: did at one point think about dubbing over the Beatles' dialogue <laughs> with, <laughs> with the that. Mid-Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, and John Lennon, of course, had some snarky thing. It's like, well, we can understand cowboys. Right. <laughs> then they can understand oh, people. what it would a disaster
0: that would have been. Well, uh. yes, that
1: would have been real dumb. Because, yeah, what makes it special is you're like, these are the Beatles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the, Uh, I I guess in full disclosure, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Yeah. Uh, But I honestly, I can, I think I can divorce that from, not that I can be objective, but I can, uh... I don't think you have to be a huge Beatles fan to like this movie. Because
1: you're right. You probably need to, you probably need to understand that they were a real band. Yeah, that's right. That was literally the biggest Act on the planet. I was
0: detectives. thinking about that today, rewatching it for the first time. I think you have really? to
1: know that because it never really explains that you just are supposed to get that right. And I guess you, could, but it, it helps to know that in real life this is true. Like, if anything, they downplayed how difficult it was for them to go around.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If the uh, und- right, perhaps detected. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking that if, like, an alien who would never heard of the Beatles and, and you couldn't quite understand the appeal of the music the watching it out of context would be bizarre. The the, the crowd scenes, the crowd scenes and the reaction yeah. scenes, which are really exciting, but the, you know, the other stuff, the interpersonal stuff, uh, you know, again, you just said it. You have to know who the Beatles are, which, again, at this point, we even call that a spoiler alert. They were a rock band in the 60s. <laughs> uh, you know, at this point, even, this is your first time seeing it, you had heard of the Beatles before, yes?
1: <laughs> yes, obviously. Okay. Well, there you go.
0: And you're right. The other movies, especially the next one, Help, is a silly promotional. It has its charms, too, if you're a Beatles fan. In the same way that Elvis movies have their charms if you really, really like Elvis. But objectively, they're not good. The way we talk about Bond movies, I guess I should, yeah. I haven't seen every single Elvis movie, but... Uh, and we rate them and we say, okay, we, we kind of have Goldfinger as sort of the standard. Um, but they're honestly, I mean, there's not much quality difference between Goldfinger and the middle of the pack. Maybe between the Goldfinger and the worst one. Uh, and it doesn't stand out. I know you think it's one of the all-time great movies. And it is, in terms of history, an all-time important movie. Uh, but there's not that much difference between it and one of the other really yep. good Bond movies. The, whole, and the that's, whole point is
1: every Bond movie after Goldfinger is just a remake of Goldfinger. Yeah, and you take that... <laughs> and I rate it on how well it remade Goldfinger, not how the <laughs> stuff it did that wasn't as good. Right. So, yeah. but sure, you're, but you're saying that people that like Elvis are the same, that all the Elvis right. movies are the same. A lot of, I think there's when three or I, four. Certainly what I,
0: I understand. Aren't they all in Hawaii? No, just blue Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. But there are maybe girls, girls. I can't Anyway, three yeah. or four of them stand out where you could say, okay, that one's a little bit better. Jailhouse Rock, I really like G.I. Blues. But they're not great movies. None of them are great yeah. None of no. There's no single entry. And that's one of the big things that they should have shifted because uh, rock and roll movies had existed for nearly 10 years before that, and either the rock and roll stars were sort of props in the movie, like Bill Haley in Concrete Jungle, uh, or rock around the clock, or whichever one he like was playing rock around the clock, in, I can't remember what it is now. Or little, yeah. little Richard and the girl can't help it. You know, would per, would appear as performers, but outside of the story, or they would be watered down star vehicles for the the singers like Ricky Nelson or Elvis. And Elvis, I mean, it's I. It's so funny that we don't think of him this way, or for you and I who were born after he died. He was positioned as almost a movie star first, uh, after yeah, he became yeah. a big... De- I mean, that was really... That was his career path. They were going to force him on the American public through, through the venue of movies. Uh, and they were... You know, they're, they're terrible, brain-dead, don't really give him an opportunity. Uh, if he can act, who knows? They weren't written with him... They were written with him in mind, but don't play to his strengths, such as they are. And it's even hard to say what sort of dramatic strengths he had. Uh and yeah. people, certain Elvis people, and I think the Beatles included uh it was all downhill for Elvis musically after the movie started because he got out of the studio uh, and he wasn't doing you know he was spending too much time in Hollywood, and not enough time in Memphis or Nashville got it. uh you know some people, and I think this is crazy, but they write off everything he did basically when he went to the army, which is nuts to me because you're getting rid of suspicious minds and can't help falling in love with you and all a bunch of other stuff, but whatever uh, got it. uh anyway. And so that was the mold. You get in the movie and you are, uh, you know, you're a cowboy like Ricky Nelson Elvis or a, a, a matinee idol, like both of them too. Uh, and But it's almost, and then you do silly songs in the middle of it, you know. This is so, it, another one of those cases in which it's so influential, it's hard to tell what is, uh, uh, Cliche now versus what is
1: revolutionary. I thought that was definitely my difficulty in watching this because I was like, uh, "The Spice Girls did this, right? You know, <laughs> yes. so how good can this be? <laughs> like, I, like, I, like it doesn't seem that you know original to me that oh, a, a band stars in a movie about themselves as a band as I mean, themselves, yeah. you know, right? Uh, and but uh, you know, as you said before, this it was more, hey, they're just you're trying to make them look like movie stars, and this was just letting them be. Other, quite frankly, kind of jerkish versions of themselves.
0: Well, it's the public versions of themselves. Well, you, well, we'll get into that. But I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't know these guys. I, I can't text Ringo you know, right now. I just mean they're much... kind
1: of jer- They come off as kind of jerks in the movies. All I'm saying. What? Is because yes. In what way? With all their
0: mischief. Oh, the mischief. Well, again, they're not as bad you, as. they not as, bad as as.
1: You're not as bad as uh, Paul's dad uh, grandfather.
0: Grandpa. He's also clean though, isn't he? The... Why, I,
1: why is he clean?
0: They're so obsessed with how clean he is. I assume that's slang, but like... Uh, and we'll get to that bit too, because I think what really works about the script, which is, by the way, nominated for an Oscar. Uh, what? Look it up! The script has okay. these great... The script by Alan Owen, who is a screenwriter, and we should talk about the genesis of all this, and we'll talk about jerkiness. Some of that, I think, has to be with the fact that we're Hey, we're middle aged men. I saw this movie when I was a kid and I retained that childlike you seeing it for the first yeah. time as a bitter yeah. you probably you Yes you <laughs> identify with Sheikh and Norm that who they are giving a hard time to.
1: They are. They're so mean to them. <laughs> and all their those guys are be I mean, they're not like the typical, oh, the jerkish, you know, uh, Hey, look! Then the guy—the guy with the sweater—deserves it. Like, the the managers don't really deserve it. They're being nice guys. They just have to get them there on time, and they're just making their life.
0: But that is also now in (laughs) its wake the cliche of the you know the the,
1: yes exactly the 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 put upon agent right.
0: We're not necessarily. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, both of them—the manipulative agent and then the put upon uh, producer who has to
0: deal with these guys. Right. Uh, So anyway. The direct, the movie was directed by Richard Lester, who's uh, American but would, made movies in uh, England, particularly for a both album, both uh, uh, movies and comedy albums with a uh, I guess you'd call it a troupe. Uh, you know, anyway, they were a yeah. uh, a group of. Uh, you know, comedians, comedy troupe, I suppose, uh, basically made up of Richard Lester and Spike Mulligan and uh, Peter Sellers, who's the who's the big name. Okay. Uh, and uh, they made this movie in 1959 called the Running, Jumping, and Standing Still film, and it's this silly movie. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, it, Brit- it's, that's the most
1: British thing I've ever heard. Right, a,
0: a sort of proto-Monty Python type thing. Yeah. And the Beatles loved it and thought they were the greatest guys. And they, it's one of the reasons why they, uh, you know, I think they started working with George Martin, the un- the undisputed Fifth Beatle, their producer, who was really important as far as putting together their, their uh, you know, their songs and all that kind of thing. Uh, because he had worked on comedy albums with Peter Sellers and with some of these guys, Spike Mulligan, uh, and, uh, you know, a few of these people. So they were obviously really... Uh, influenced by comedy, or at least uh, 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 liked comedy, thought a lot about it. The Goons, by the way, uh-huh. is the name of the name of the group. And so when they when, it, when they blew up and they became the biggest thing, and they had this connection to, to Richard Lester, or at least the Goons via George Martin, and it came time to make a movie, they very much wanted to make it with. Richard Lester, who had no real, you know, music background, uh, but had the type of a reverence that they were going for. Because you watch these, yeah. uh, you know, the you, you watch Elvis on the Ed Sullivan Show, and then you watch the movies, and one's neutered versus, you know, the the, the, the former is this sort of wild personality, and then the the latter, even in in things like Jailhouse Rock, where he's supposed to be a little more off the, you know, a little more dangerous. It's a it's a it's a copacetic, sanitized uh, rock and roller. And they didn't want that. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they wanted, I guess, the opposite of that. And I think being British probably gave them a little more of an opportunity to do that. Uh, where a culture be would be cheeky, taking out the piss, whatever so you want to put it. Uh, yeah. You know, gave them, they didn't have to worry about, uh, I don't know, moral majorities or, or, I don't know. I don't know. I'm starting to the, betray the, some. I don't know what the attitudes were like in the, the 60s.
1: like, like the P, the PTA and Bye Bye Birdie. So right, you know right. I I'm guess objecting. you know they were foreigners,
0: so um, yeah. you know it, it was. I guess they had a little more freedom as far and in a, foreigners from a country in which this type of irreverence, at least, was breaking out, uh, in the same way that it was in the states, but in swinging London and all that. And you, you mean it's it's dramatized with the with the old man and the uh, it was probably my age in the in the train ride, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, who fought the war for your light, for your sight, yes. uh, for your types, and and Ringo rightly says, "Well, I bet you, you're sorry you lost, or you won, I guess." Uh, you know this this Cause he wants generational really divide, right? And that kind I of do. silliness, that anarchy, that sort of I mean, that that's just cartoon stuff. In that scene, when they say, can we have our ball back, and they're out the window, and then they're literally yes. outside the train running, in the and air they're air biking, just, the Right, it's, whatever, it's yeah. just silly madness. And it's the kind of stuff that you wouldn't, that a, a more upstanding filmmaker and screenwriter, you know, wouldn't put in there. Uh, and so Alan Owen spent a couple weeks with them, and got their cadences and their personalities to a degree. Uh, the movie feels improvised, but very little of it is, and put together the script... You know, based on uh, I'm going to say personalities, but you watch this, you, you know, they're all just sort of giving each other grief. Uh, yeah, it's hard to really distinguish, you know, which one's John versus Paul and all that kind of thing. Uh, R-
1: Ringo kind of gets Ringo, Ringo, which is, is surprising really to me because a different type. The rest are just all kind of the same kind of just troublemakers a little bit. But right, Ringo is kind of. Ringo gets to be... Like, I, I actually like his joke about, you know, that's why I'm a drummer. I mean, yeah. he's more, very self-deprecating. And feel, like, he feels, you know, that he's like the butt of all the jokes. Right. And then, of course, goes on his little walkabout. And there's uh, so leaves, these... But you're right. But the other three are pretty much the same character.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Paul, I'm just watching this time, Paul doesn't have... He's the center of it, and so much that it's his grandfather who kind of drives a lot of it. Which is, by the way, yeah, now Paul does
1: very. Li- you don't see Paul. Right. Never, you don't even, Paul never even gets like George gets his. his scene seems the, with the uh, which I love that it's my favorite influencer. Scene in the movie. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that like still plays. You're like, yep, that's right. Influencers now. like that's that's just what an Instagram influencer is now.
0: It, exactly. Um, you're gonna like you're gonna you want know, one of these grotty shirts in in, in three months, <laughs> and then yeah. you know how upset again, but. Like they add this one little extra piece of anarchy in which this crazy guy is like, "No, the change isn't here for another three, isn't supposed to happen for yes. another three months." Like, what is it? it, yeah. it it's just so sort of crazy. Uh, and then John gets the scene with the the lady in which they're kind of having that sort of surreal. He doesn't look like him at all. Uh, and Paul yeah. doesn't really have a solo scene. Uh, no, because even because
1: again, George also gets to do the shaving and I love the shaving John in the bathtub. Right, yeah, but uh, well, that was bits. But yeah. Paul really doesn't get a bit besides being, being very weird about it being his grandfather. Right. And I'm just like, is it his grandfather? Or is this some kind of, like, I don't, I, just, I don't know if it is either. I mean, obviously it's not, right. actually it's not his an actual, but at least in the movie it is.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you at first you could believe that he just was using it as a prop. Uh, you know, but then obviously they, they, yes. they continue. Yeah, he, I thought
1: that like he was making a joke or something. I was like, Oh, I guess we're really supposed to think this is his grandfather. Right.
0: There you go. Should we talk about the, the plot
1: such as it is? I mean there's really no plot except the Beatles are going to do a show. Yeah. And that's then they it. have to do the show. Alright, you did it. You did it.
0: And then well, they and
1: it's not even that you're not even at any time do you think they're gonna miss the no, show. No, they're gonna they're
0: gonna do the show. What a what a disappointing right. end would that be. It was right. just like that would've been the ultimate. Right. In in sixty eight or sixty nine they would have done that. They would have just had title cards being like and, and Ringo drowned that day. Uh, yeah <laughs> and they did not perform the show. but in this one, I mean that's what it's I, more
1: just like this is a, it's more like a day in the life of The uh, Beatles. Uh, I liked
0: you like that you. didn't you? you I didn't, just put I, together I, a little I, Beatles joke you did.
1: I uh, it up came up with that as I was saying it. I don't think uh, anyone's ever done such a thing. never. never.
0: Uh, uh. Yeah, that's right. And you, you see the craziness and the madness of it and the mania of it, which cannot be faked really. I mean, I'm, I'm sure all those people were selected. Uh, you
1: know uh, we're really going but, they're not being told right they're just saying the Beatles are here, just here the Beatles. And, they went, okay. and they do which is which again as you said for an alien would be difficult to understand you think it's over the top but again we've all seen the videos i mean yeah, that's right yeah that's what it was and again i think it is also like hard to understate this is literally it. the apex yeah. i mean of Beatlemania like right that doesn't usually happen right that you get to be you know you that you have something to capture at the exact top right i I feel like right i feel like even right a lot of times people they go to the movies after they've become a big star or whatever or they have some special like again you do the super bowl after you were big enough for a while you know right uh right in the case of the most recent one 20 years after you were the biggest thing but that's this was more of a nostalgia act this last one but like uh you know even when you know, Bruno Mars did it. He was big about two years before that. Mm-hmm. This is literally they're releasing the, a
0: movie at the moment
1: at their biggest time. I mean, 1964, they had seven number one songs in America. Uh, this at the year. top five
0: at some
1: point. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, we could go down all the things of how they dominated '64, but like just the fact that they had seven of the right. number one songs for the whole year, and so the you know they were just completely do- were dominating pop culture of America. It's no wonder that this movie made tons of money that literally the, st- the studio thought they would lose money on the movie, but they'd make up for it by how many, you know, how many albums it sold. <laughs> and I, I don't
0: and think and you... And
1: of course it did, and of course it did both.
0: <laughs> and you can't overstate, I mean, I know he was saying you don't have to be a big Beatles fan to enjoy it, and you don't, but I can't overstate how much of what you're just talking about does add to the success of the movie. The capture that energy right at the moment of it is lightning in a bottle, so much so that the same creative team... Is back for help the next year and yeah. it's not the same. Uh you know, again. And do they
1: write do they write all the music for the movie? Yes. I mean Uh I yeah, don't yeah, think that's, that's, that that's, it's that's possible.
0: possible. That's I think George Martin or, because there's jazz Yeah. Uh, you know, but I mean I mean I mean the they were like write
1: yeah, they were like write six songs that are gonna mean the movie. Yeah. And and I mean, it, again, when
0: it when it's going it's going. Ringo off-handed in, a, in the studio. It was like, you know, guys, it's been a hard day's night. Like, just this. Yeah. And then in in 24 hours, they had the song, you know. It, it, yeah. and I mean, those are the stories that are crazy. Right. I mean,
1: John John and Paul are 24 yeah, at enough, the time of it? this movie. That's something. I mean, to the fact to be that you're on top of the world. I mean, and again, they had been for, for at least the last two years. But when you're 22, right. 23, 24. Right. Uh, I mean, like, that is crazy and that you're so good well, that you are just knocking
0: out like right I mean it's not so much right because thing... I, mean,
1: I think it's hard for me to watch this when I've heard Hard Day's Night and I Want to Be Your Man uh, and I Love Her and yeah. Can't Buy Me Love which is definitely my favorite from this uh-huh. I mean I've heard those so many times and you're just like oh it's a Jukebox musical it's like no they this wrote it's basically in Canto. They wrote these Correct. songs for this movie, but in and like they four all months. Are immediate
0: bangers, right? <laughs> like that's crazy. That's the thing. in like three months they wrote this stuff. Because you said yeah. they get seven number ones, they must have released it two or three albums that year. At least two albums that year. Yeah. So the kind of things that you know, well, and
1: you know, at the time, like they right, they released things that were already released in the UK. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and I should point USA. out that yeah.
0: she loves you would have already been it. That would have been a, a callback. Everyone would have heard that already. That wouldn't have been new. That okay. wasn't written for the movie. Uh, Got it. Which does, you know, close the movie. I guess they were hedging their bets that if none of these... If, yeah. if they, in the soundtrack, people were like, all these sound really good, but if they, in case they're yeah. not, we'll just... Uh, in case we're the change... She loves you. In case the teenage yeah. change has happened uh, early, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. we'll we'll give them something they we know they like. And that part, I mean even yeah. it closes with She Loves you it's just so great. That's what you said mentioned Can't Buy Me Love and that sequence is terrific. So much so uh There's two sequences that yeah, you
1: know, when they're having fun right. it's the Can't Buy Me Love, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh but the She Loves You at the very end with everyone going crazy. That's my, my favorite of the musical performances. Although you know, it's got both it's a it's a musical. I mean you can't say anything other than that. Uh because they do put well, I mean, songs. the
1: songs, lit- the, like the literal words of the songs, have nothing nothing to thing do. Thing. Absolutely nothing. The, right. The 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 tones of the song, sure. So it's like not. And and I'm not saying it would have been better if they did have. Because honestly, I mean, again, like things like Jersey Boys and mm-hmm. uh, are just a little cheesy that they make the you know they really make the lyrics of the song exactly fit what's happening. You know, uh, so it didn't need to do that. Right. <laughs> uh, but it is. I just think that makes it a little different than. Yeah, you know, le mis when you're getting your plot through the song. Yeah,
0: right. None of the plot is told through, through the music, no. but when they have a break, you know. But I'm saying it's not just performances on stage. They do sing from time to time, and always playing their instruments. But uh, yeah, from time singing to time in the train, in the train and um, you know before rehearsal begins, uh, you know, when, uh, when someone tries to touch Ringo's drums, which loom large in his legend, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that stuff. I think, just watching this time... And I watch this movie about once a year. Especially since I had kids. The kids love it. I
1: I did not realize you loved
0: it so much. So much. Because, it. I mean, it... it, When you said, I'm still prepared for this bad movie take, but you seem to have enjoyed it. I just...
1: I don't want to hate on... It's hard to hate... But yeah. I don't know. The, the, to me, the comedy does not stand up at oh, all. Like, it
0: I thought, I, no, it I, really
1: didn't for me. I did not like the
0: grandfather. Ugh. I think I mean, the, most of the time the script just, really works in that when they because it just classic comedy set ups and payoffs.
1: Yes, and the and, I mean it's it's like and there it's just like 10 second... You know, again, skids, a little bit, little bits. To, to another intensity. So, so again, that's why it's hard to you can't be like, oh, I'm so upset about that because we just we moved on to the next joke. Right? Uh-huh. It goes. It it, no. it,
0: it go, I mean, I would say that which similar... is
1: why it is very watchable, even that I Correct. wasn't
0: laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's even something of airplane in in this kind. Of, oh sure. Of similar... I mean,
1: and like, I mean, there's things that again, the the very dumb thing of. John in the bath when he's yeah. wearing shorts, which I did not enjoy. I'm like, come on, they couldn't. You can't get. You can't just put the. You can't have more. you They clearly were running out of their bubbles.
0: Well, that's weird. Uh, because why would he? Well, I don't. Why know. would he be in the bath of with Okay, but he's on. got other people in the room. He can't just have a bath. Look, they're all men.
1: Look, this is the '60s. You're oh, telling me.
0: <laughs> oh, like, I know of I know. all my
1: of all my, that, of all my things about the movie that are unrealistic. Even particularly <laughs> of him being in the bath like when he disappears from the bath yeah, and right. just shows up. I mean well, that is a bit. I, pro, I I literally would have put into one of my Spanish videos. Yes, that's right. There, there's a youthful like a Marx Brothers type. <laughs> yes, of, so that's what I, I feel like. Once I got over that, I
0: enjoyed it more. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, and I like that scene. Well, I'm saying the the setups and payoffs. They do they do dip back into the the. He's very clean, isn't he? Well, yes. almost to no, the th- point those, where you're like, okay, they can't do it again. and they find a, fre- a relatively fresh way to do it. I mean, like when you know, the, all, all those were funny.
1: But yeah, those were good. At
0: the, at the casino, when you've heard the clean joke yeah. five times and they said, of course, he's filthy rich, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, and he's said, no, actually, quite clean. clean. That's good. That's. Uh,
1: or when they're walking down the stairs, it's like, what a clean man. Uh-huh. Or something. Like, it's good. No, it's solid. Uh, and like I said, I think when I just let it go, uh, that's just silliness. And again, I will say you don't, you definitely don't need to be a Beatles fan to love it. But I think being a Beatles fan yeah. it is all the more great because you're like, yeah, these are my guys. <laughs> God, hell.
0: I mean, you watch the real footage from, uh, you know, press conferences and stuff like that. And they are witty and funny and irreverent and all those things. And this is a little more, you know, shaped and polished. And the script does a good job of not asking too much of the boys. They don't, you yeah. know. They uh, Ringo actually I think is the worst of the four of them in terms of overdoing it a little bit, which is ironic to the degree that I think he's had the most I don't know about success, but he's done the most film acting, uh, you know, of of the four of them. Uh, <laughs> Tom's the train engine. <laughs> what's that? Yes, Tom's the train and other things. Uh, I think actually George is the best the most. Uh, which I usually don't say that, but I thought I think George is funny, and I mean, just he usually rarely ends up on number yes. one of those four. Uh, is what I'm saying, but I think he's very funny in the movie. The love. He,
1: like he's a, he's the nicest Beetle. He's always number one on nicest.
0: I don't think that's right. Well, I don't know.
1: I mean, no, that, I mean that was at least that's what you know. I mean, who like I don't
0: I don't know who, who was actually the nicest, but <laughs> well, obviously, but he's yeah, I think he's. Right, I, I'm giving him his due here. As a, I, I think he's yeah, the he best. Good. One. Again,
1: he's good. He's like legitimately good in that scene of him not being impressed. Right, <laughs> and that's
0: harder than you think yeah. it is to do. Whereas John yeah. in his sort of silly scene is. And I'm not saying he's effective in that that too, but that's an easier thing to do. Whereas I yes. think George is understated. That's he just George. Is. Annoyed, he's the quiet innocent. one. George is the quiet one. Yeah. And so he pulls that off really nice. He's
1: definitely the quietest one. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Anyway,
0: uh, but they're all, again, they're used to their uh, best abilities. And as film stars, such as they were, they never really went beyond that. Uh, you know, again, and they never had any intention. They were obviously musicians first. And, uh, yeah. you know, even with the success of this movie, and this movie, like a lot of things with the Doodles, is uh, both appropriately praised and then kind of over praised or over contributed yeah. there it's its influence is kind of over contributed Dick Lester got an MTV award in 1984 or something like that right right at the beginning uh-huh. of for having been the father of music videos because yeah, of yes. this uh, because of this movie and the, the citing that uh, liberating can't buy me love scene is sort of the first proto. Uh, music video and I don't know about that but uh, and I do know in in sort of classic goon style he asked for a paternity let- test if he if he was the father of uh, music videos he asked if they would let him take a paternity test which I think is pretty good uh, but anyway uh, so it, in a lot of ways like again everything with the Beatles, again, I wouldn't know if there's anything before
1: this but absolutely
0: afterwards sure it
1: looks it looks like a music I mean right you know the the parts are like yeah this is a music video it's just them being silly on the track which yep. again is great to the song mm-hmm. that isn't you know they're not literally acting out the plot of the song right. which is fine they're just doing but it is very much the energy of the song and that's what music video. and yeah I mean you can't again like when I was going into something oh, it was going to be the thing to make the Beatles look cool and it undeniably does that. Uh-huh. But there's really great camera angles and yeah. cool, you know, artsy stuff. Like it, and then, again, all the shots, I think, look real good of, like, when they're performing in the studio. Mm-hmm. And then, the, you know, they show the stuff on the monitor. But, again, by now, that's every movie right. that has a band. You see those shots. I'm like, I, you know, it's hard to. <laughs> yeah. But it also, uh, I mean, to give praise but, to. So the- I feel like at the time it would have been much more novel and cool. <laughs> Yes. Even now I still appreciate it.
0: And it looks like the French New Wave. I mean, the electric black and white and the... Sure. You know, oh, the, yeah. It, it, hand-held it, cameras. I mean, uh, it yeah, stands and it well, It's excellent. Yeah. It's got a new print, you know. Uh, and the Criterion Channel does a great job on that kind of thing. But it, yes, it looks terrific. Uh, and I had... I mean, I, but that, I, the theme of it, and I think one of the things that works so well, even if you're not a Beatles fan, is... There, or, you know, not a huge Beatles fan. Uh, that can't buy me love scene in particular is the epitome of this idea of just this breath of fresh air and energy that they kind of represented uh, liberation you know break away from the, the way that it was you know a lot of people again like I said they get credit for everything some of it earned some of yeah. it not they've been credited for well, the Soviet Union they've been credited for the yeah. you know bringing America together after the JFK assassination you know, there may be kernels of truth uh, uh, here and there about that, but you can't deny this sort of infectious break-free energy that's that's in every frame of the movie, and was certainly the case, you know, it ended badly and, you know, if they when I say ended badly, I just mean obviously it couldn't sustain itself, and they Oh, the Beatles, right, the Beatles right, are bad Right, between <laughs> drugs and breaking up and, you know, money and uh, Eastern mysticism and all the things that were to come, you know, good, bad and indifferent, it, it, it was this little moment in time uh, but you can argue that you know, that sort of freedom of the 60s uh, really started in 1964 with the launch of the Beatles in America or this movie or any number of things. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to say I was born 20 yeah. years later uh, yeah. you know, and nothing happens in one instant. you know, the, you, you, purple prose about yeah. that one chord yeah. changed everything but it's definitely a part of that that sea change, and they were certainly at the vanguard of it. And it's captured here. It's captured here forever. That's what is just so. We we talk about it all the time. What a miracle it is! Great movies are just because how many things can go wrong. Everything yeah. goes right here, just from from a from a meta textual level in terms of who they were at that moment in the yeah. world. Because these are four of the more fascinating people, and more photogenic you know people of the 20th century we're watching nine hours of them just bitching at each other now on disney plus with the get back uh expanded which was a movie that already existed more or less uh but now we get you know we see everything and we're fascinated by it. there's no shortage of what we want to know about them uh and i don't think that has not really been diminished in 50 60 years it may uh, and you know the critical tide on this will potentially change because of that, because it is tied to who they were, and who they are. I, I'm not I'm not foolish enough to deny that, uh, but it's also just you know the right people at the right time capturing it in the right way, and I think that will hold up far beyond, or or, or at least is uh, that will hold up in a way that you know it's possible the Beatles music will out vogue that idea of teenage liberation has more legs uh, and because they capture it the way they did because like I said it's not like everything that they put their their, their mugs in front of is, is film masterpieces trust me it's not if uh, you've seen the Magical Mystery Tour movie it's not a bad movie but it well no, it's a, kind of a bad movie um, but, <laughs> it, it, but it didn't have it just didn't have the even though they're the anarchists Dick Lester and the rest of them are professionals enough uh, yeah. You know, there's enough of a raining in here, uh, and yet perfectly captures what they were about at that time. And it's about to all go, literally, to pot, I guess. And so that that's kind of capturing. We're
1: not right. I mean, not right now. I mean, the, I mean, the, the greatest thing about years. the Beatles is that the Be- the Beatles were only a thing for six. That's what's so crazy is that what they did in six years. <laughs>
0: like Jordan, they have such a prepackaged, easy story to tell. That, that you can learn in an afternoon. I mean, you can learn the myth of it. It doesn't go on forever. It doesn't have peaks and valleys. Uh, it it goes on. You know, it, it's it's a very easy thing to understand. They were they played clubs in in uh, uh, in Germany, and then they were. The biggest thing in the world, and then you know they they got even better somehow and changed pop music forever and then they broke up it was an easy uh you know the myth is easy to learn and memorize <laughs> uh
1: yeah and then this is you know this is you know, whether you think this is just yeah capturing or myth making itself uh it a little bit above it's certainly fun to watch like again I liked watching it and seeing that uh, but yeah, as a movie, I don't know if I like really thought it was good.
0: <laughs> I don't want to take the village voice. I no. mean, but what, when you say that, what do you mean? I, I mean, you were saying the comedy doesn't. and I guess I, I, that's totally a subjective thing. So it's not, yeah. I don't know what I can. Uh, you know, I think it works. I like the kind of mock high uh, intellect, highbrow type of you know the kind of thing. I just think that's whatever is funny. And then it also just undercut it with the silly stuff. I mean the uh you know the press conference is funny what do you call yes. it haircut arthur i mean it's just dad jokes but they're uh I'm and i just said mocking i'm, I'm right yeah. i'm not a mod are you a mod or a rocker i'm a mocker uh, and it's you know which
1: i guess was like a joke he'd actually made on a, a as you said that they weren't i think some of those yeah I think, is, I think i I'm what,
0: for, i know for sure how did you find america turn turn left uh, in england or where turn left to iceland Greenland, Greenland. Uh, I think was a was a real off- the-cuff uh, remark yeah
1: so I mean it just definitely captured you know them at the time which is again undeniably
0: cool yeah uh, and then it's understated too I mean they're not playing to the you know, they're, they're not underlining every joke with a you know the, I, even like a wink sometimes no. literally literally does waggle his eyebrows but and that know, the, like itself is the joke. I mean, no, right. it's like, so said, like, understated. And again, the cuts yes. are
1: fast. I mean, right. like, again, I think that is the thing. When when a joke fails, I'm on to the next We're one. On to the next one. It's, it's like a, I love that it, when they're it's in like the episode of Thirty Rock. Like I don't have to feel so bad because I know I'm going to get a joke right next to so,
0: Right. Uh, and then uh, when they're in the police station. <laughs> They've they've chased they've been chased yes. all over by the Bobbies yeah. and they come yeah. back to the police the station. Police they've station. been chased back into the police station yes. and they just there's a great beat and they just start running outside right and everyone yes. catches their breath. That's terrific. Yeah. The guy stealing the car. I mean right. I
1: don't know. But I I'm just like that's
0: I'm saying guy. the stealing the car thing lame. doesn't work.
1: Yeah, it they, only it works slightly. But then he does have to drive the, the cop to chase them, right?
0: Uh, but then, but the beat when they're back in. The yeah, I know lane, what you're saying. I didn't. I didn't like which, that either. Okay, but I got cribbed. Wes Anderson just did it five or six years ago in the um, in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Where he really? finds this. You know, he's like anyway. He, he, there's a beat and then he runs off, and okay. is, is that. Is to me is fresh and because it's not set up to be spiked like a like a volleyball, it's so understandable. Yeah. They don't, you know. They, anyway, I, uh, that uh, coolness and they do look cool yeah. uh, is something that out will outlast the haircuts, which have already obviously got a style or come back. Or you know, not a you yeah. know. If, it it just doesn't feel dated uh, as much as it feels like a record of this particular time. Yeah, more of to be alive.
1: Yeah, and as you, you and know. as you said many times before, that also is helped by the fact that it is black and white.
0: Yeah, it, makes well, it look sure. more
1: timeless. That's right. Uh, and again, it all, everything like again, like you said, the last performance just looks so good.
0: <laughs> oh man, they, uh, they right, and they let that—that's the thing. I don't think you would do today because they play for fifteen minutes. And I think the audience would be bored uh, with it. But I, I also can't think of a pop star or rock band, and uh, this seems crazy, but I'd want to hear 15 minutes of music of them in, in a row, uh, you know, in a movie. And that's the other thing with the Beatles, is that like them, hate them, or, or indifferent, everyone can name 15, 20 of their songs. I, I don't think that's true of the Rolling Stones or Bob Dylan uh, you know if you've got your favorite band then yeah you can name all their songs but everybody knows many 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 uh, Beatles songs and not in an overplayed way it's just they're a fabric of the pop culture you know forever and so they can go through three or four songs and you watch the girls and the, the crowd and i just at the end of she loves you or at one point she loves you and a lot of the she loves you performance is just on people's faces and they're just yeah. beside themselves with ecstasy you know, this young girl with tears rolling down her face She just says George you know it just it's so good uh, but you know it, it, again could only happen in that moment I and mean, obviously you have big pop stars and, and cheering and all that kind of thing now but I don't think it uh, because of the monoculture uh, you know I will never see something like that again yeah
1: <laughs> I don't know I mean to that level no but I mean wasn't one direct I mean one Direction uh, concert may have looked similar.
0: <laughs> it might have looked similar. I'm saying, or, or, or a Harry
1: where, St- or a Harry Styles concert now.
0: Okay, where's their narrative movie? Where's their? And I'm not. I'm not saying this like this, today's Beatles suck. I'm saying there's no, just not the the the, I, the, I the media sure. landscape. The media landscape's is totally different yeah. in the way that. Because uh, I'm it, pretty sure One Direction
1: did have a movie or two. Yeah, but it was a tour.
0: It was a. It yeah. was like a behind the scenes tour type of thing yeah.
1: documentary yeah uh, anyway you got anything else no got the tidbits uh, my only other thing is and you even already mentioned the movie for our bond connection uh, the woman at yeah, the casino says... with oh uh, the yes yeah is Dink from is the masseuse for bond in the beginning of Goldfinger right uh, that he sits only... off by telling her it's time for
0: <laughs> uh time to uh what he this? sees he sees the assassin in her glasses or her the her no, no, in no. her the reflection of her eye?
1: No no no. She's just she's like the masseuse at the beginning of Miami. But he has to uh, he, Miami. He, he ah talk. Man Talk because it's man talk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's her. And she's also she is the golden dancer in the credits uh, for Goldfinger.
0: And uh, does can, oh really? Just, good yeah. d- good detail. Good good on you, research department. Isn't yeah, Goldfinger research my he research, doesn't mention
1: the Beatles in Goldfinger. He does that you shouldn't li- listen to beer, that you shouldn't listen to the Beatles without earmuffs on. Which, right, very uncool, uh, Bond. Yeah. Very uncool. <laughs> yeah. and I, I mean, I looked. I didn't realize that she was the dancer. I did recognize her, uh, and then found that out. But what I didn't, what I definitely didn't notice, uh, but that Phil Collins is in the audience as a schoolboy. board Wow! And, uh, wow. Going on to be the <laughs> lead of Genesis. Oh,
0: there is. you go. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there really was something in the air tonight, that night. There you, <laughs> there you go. My uh, last tidbit, this has got nothing to do yeah. with this movie, except it has to do with the Beatles and the, the movies. I think I've told you this before, and it's still the crazy. And this is what I'm talking about. They were in the 60s, when later on when their manager died, a lot of people can say that that's sort of, again, if you're oversimplifying these things, they kind of lost direction there went off on their own thing. They're also becoming more, you know, just established adults. I think they would have splintered apart anyway. But, uh, with anyone, without anyone reigning in sort of the business side of it, uh, they got into some really weird stuff. Until 67, 68, they're thinking, well, what's our next movie going to be? Let's make another movie. All of them really loved The Lord of the Rings and they wanted to buy the rights to The Lord of the Rings and make The Lord of the Rings.
1: I'd heard this, yeah.
0: (laughs) I think, George was supposed to be Gandalf, uh, John was going to be Gollum, uh, Paul was going to be Frodo, and then Ringo was going to be Sam, and that would have been just a terrible <laughs> movie. Because I mean, the budget, this was not a big budget movie. Half a million dollars, which is certainly nothing now, but wasn't even all that much for a movie in 1964. Yeah. They probably could have, I mean, none of their movie productions were huge, yeah. um, top-of-the-line things uh so they I, again i think it might have only been a half cocked idea a half smoked idea but they did reach out to the, 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 the token estate i heard that uh, yeah <laughs> and he was like uh no i will not do that that's not going to be that won't Probably be good. what that, be that was good for
1: everybody's legacy right that good right that's true
0: yeah. so anyway that's another tidbit yeah all
1: right uh i like it all right so my question uh, my top five, which I'm kind of excited to hear. Uh, and I wonder how you take it when I said, top five banned movies.
0: Yeah. And I don't think, you, you mean, and because you texted me, yeah, you didn't get movies that had been banned by the government.
1: No, <laughs> I spelled it out B-A-N-D. Right. Yes.
0: Uh, but and I didn't so... know if you would
1: take it, because I... I I what I was really going for is any movie about that where the it's about a band, which means it does not need to be a real band's like movie showcasing them. But I don't know if uh, I'd let you take it however you wanted.
0: I've got a nice mixture here in which okay. th- three of the movies are about real bands. Okay, um, and two are fictional. Two of them are doc- Yeah, two of them are fictional, and two different ones are documentaries okay, about okay, real two bands. The- so- got it. All right, hit me. Uh, number five is Give Me Shelter, which is a documentary. A lot of these could be, I mean, and I'm not, none of these are concert films, although I could. Which Woodstock's is a, little, a very good movie. It's a Stacks, bit of a different thing. Yeah, Watt is great. Woodstock's probably my favorite. Monterey Pop Festival's really good, too. There's even this recent one nominated for an Oscar called Summer of Soul. Uh, is really good. I like yeah. the music for that. Um, and Aretha Franklin's fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Amazing Grace would top that list. I just love that movie. But uh, it's not quite, I think, what you were asking for here. No, because I uh, would call that a concert give me, movie. Yeah. But Gimme Shelter, which is kind of a concert movie, but, but yeah. more uh, yeah. is about uh, the Rolling Stones. And you ever seen it, Benny?
1: No, I mean, because it's Scorsese, right?
0: No, that's The Last Welch, oh. which we'll get to. Okay. Uh, this is, although I think we talked about, oh, no, we so, we're going to talk about okay. this filmmaker. Uh, later on this season, but not this movie, a different movie of his. you got uh, it
1: confused because Scorsese loves to use Gimme Shelter in his movies.
0: He uh, certainly does. But, uh, uh, and it's a great movie about their, it's made in 1970, and they were kind of at their height uh, of their danger too, and it was also, but it's a totally different scene from a Hard Day's Night in that, you know, the, the 70s are over, the 60s are over, and then and it's drugs and all that. And it does end with this disastrous Alameda, uh, California, free concert, which they were insisting on putting on for free, and they had you know, people died because they just got too rockish and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you, uh, and you can see it, yeah, because they hired a security, this biker gang, the Hells Angels. Okay, uh, kind of, no, Yeah, right. It's that. a famous I mean, it's, yeah. it would probably be famous on its own as sort of a rock tragedy, but then also it was documented. And you can watch, the most remarkable thing is the very end of it, you're watching Mick and the guys watch the footage, a meta thing that, you know, the okay. filmmakers put together and they're like zooming in on his face and you can see it you can see the birth of corporate rock right there on <laughs> Mick Jagger's face. Being like, Oh my god, if we don't clean this up we're gonna we're done. We need to there' uh, okay. there is so much money to be made if we just don't get people killed in our guns. Uh, it's true. it's great. Number four is Purple Rain, it's controversial. I love Purple Rain. I think it's a great song, I it's a great album, I think it's a great movie. I need uh, to be on here. Yeah, but a lot of people think it's a terrible movie, and they're wrong. They just don't know, they (laughs) just don't get, they don't get prints the way I do, and uh, it's just a terrific movie. I I can't get enough of how he just pretends like everyone would accept that he's not the biggest weirdo in the history of the (laughs) universe. He just comes around on, like, this bizarre bike wearing a pirate shirt, everyone's like, hey where have you been his dad he wears like his Detroit Tigers hat and is like disappointed in him but it's, not like it, because he looks like the biggest weirdo in, Exactly. In, like
1: our generation would see that and be like is this the Dave Chappelle full version right like, yeah right sure
0: <laughs> I think it's just great I mean it's it, it, right. another one of those things that yeah that, that's uh, captured the right time the Last Waltz the Scorsese documentary about okay. the band uh, I, mean, I mean the Canadian band the, the, band. the band yeah uh, is excellent and i know it's excellent because they're not my all-time i really care for them like that's how you know the movie is really good when it's right that's you know, right I have anyone a, anyone can make interest. a good movie about the rolling stones or the Beatles. So. right right yeah. uh well i mean the band people really people who love the band love the band yes no, I, uh, but i'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm not one of those people the band yeah right oh,
1: man, they're, uh, they're
0: fine. uh this is spinal sharp is number two i think you probably yeah. knew that that was going uh, uh, it was one of my also... three that
1: I was going to make sure I mentioned if there wasn't on. I wasn't sure if you'd put Get Spinal Tap in there, but I figured you. It,
0: it might be the child of this movie, a Hard Days Night, and The Last Waltz. I yes. mean, okay. you, you can't. Uh, and it is, you know, every, including Pop Star, which you know we've praised yeah. uh, on this podcast. Obviously, is a lot like Spinal Tap, but yeah. uh, you know, it's formalized. The scene where they go through their terrible. Yeah. Uh, the, the terrible reviews uh, anyway yeah. mockumentaries about popular idiots uh, you know yeah. are born from this yes uh, and it's terrific I mean it's just a great movie it's funny yeah. it's it's inventive it's uh, we, can, it, it, anyway, we can talk at length about that yeah. I remember a movie we did talk about length about uh, this, it's a hard day's night exactly. um, it's just the greatest and mm-hmm. I've laid out my reasons why and if you're if you disagree, then
1: you're wrong. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, I would, I'd put up there, uh, and I didn't, you know, I don't rigorously think of my top five, but I would put up uh, that thing you do as a fun band. I movie. like that. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's, I mean, uh, again, I, I don't see how you can't enjoy watching it. Uh, yeah,
0: that's what I feel like this one, but it's got some oh, for the same sure. energy
1: too. Uh, okay, and it's, again, it's hard, yeah, it's hard to. I mean, that thing you do is more just like a more polished fake version of hard days night uh with with many of the exact same scenes of being chased by women and all the things so uh uh it's great and uh wayne's world i put on there Well, but <laughs> they're okay. about the band what the yeah. climax of wayne's world doesn't happen to get okay. her to the audition that's why I, that's how it counts in my world okay <laughs> all right you made the uh, you made the rules you make the list yeah all right uh, well, thanks everyone for listening. Go check out Hard Day's Night. You can watch it. I think it's on HBO Max. It's definitely on the Criterion uh, the Criterion channel uh, streaming if you have that. Uh, but find a way to watch it. And uh, we'll see you next week. That's it, man. Game
0: over, man. Game over. I do wish we could chat longer, but... Having an old friend,